You are listening to Hero Discussion. Mic check. Checking the mic. One, two, one, two. Is this on? <sighs> What's up, guys? Whew, it's been a week. It has been a week. But we're we're back. We're back approximately 24 hours late at this point on the uh, on the episode it is a new day the day after the episode should have come out it's Saturday morning and we're here at zero distortion giving you the latest in uh, metal reviews and stuff and junk because I still don't totally know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, yeah. So, my foot has been pretty jacked up. I don't know what's wrong. I've been to the emergency room and they told me that it was not a bunion. This is after x-rays. I can't totally say that I believe that. But, mm, I, I don't know. I don't totally believe that. I think, I think I know something is wrong with my foot. It hurts to walk. At times it feels like it's just swelling with blood. But, um, it's weird. I'll have like a week on week off with the pain. Like, last week was great. I could walk around and do whatever, and there was no problem. This week sucked. Every, it, constant pain. That's that's where I'm at now, is pretty much constant pain. Can't put a whole lot of weight on it. They say it's not a bunion. When I look at it, I mean, from what I've read about bunions, it seems like one. It seems like, you know, the the side, like the toe knuckle, like the big toe knuckle is jutting out. So... I believe that it could be a bunion. I don't know. But luckily, I'm going to the doctor on Tuesday. I'm just going to drive out to the doctor on my lunch break and go see what I can figure out. Because, you know, this is, uh, it's pretty awful. It's pretty terrible. Uh, other than that, Everything seems to be, you know, going all right. It's all good. It's all good here. Um, we got a new album to talk about today. Four Stroke Baron just put out classics, and it's pretty awesome. They're a weird band. We'll get to them in a second. First, I want to kind of address some other stuff that's been happening. So, like I said, it's Saturday day after I was supposed to put out the episode. So 12 foot ninja, I forgot entirely that they were dropping vengeance yesterday. I listened to a few songs and I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It's really short. Like their albums have been getting shorter and shorter. They've never been long. Like they're not a long song, long album band, but I mean, silent machine was like 40 minutes and then, Outlier, which I've listened to one time, was like 30 
36, 37, 38, somewhere, somewhere around there. This one's like 34 minutes. It's, it's like nearly a half an hour. That's funny. That's the amount of time it takes to listen to a hidden history of the human race by a blood incantation who I actually covered on this show like sometime last year. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that's great. Um, I was, I've been kind of wondering what the plan would be in the future. Cause I mean, there's still, there's still some stuff to cover coming up. I mean, there's, there's, uh, I've, there's, 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 there's things to do. So next week is probably going to be vengeance that I cover. I mean, I've been waiting for 12 foot ninja to drop a new album while I'm paying attention to them. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, this, this is it. So this is my, this is my chance to dig into some new, like new, new 12 foot ninja when it's new. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What I listened to, like I said, it was pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. And they're not like my favorite or anything, but I do, I do greatly in, enjoy and appreciate some, uh, I do greatly appreciate and enjoy some, uh, 12 foot ninja, my phone, man. I don't think I have my phone in here. Okay. Well, I don't really need it. My door is still being held together by basically uh, silly string and paper clips. Not really. It's basically just broken and sitting up. I don't know if I've told the story, but my middle kid, like last year I think it was, she came in my office and locked the door. Another testament to the fact that if you have kids that are small enough to lock doors, but also small enough to not understand how to open them, or pan or they'll panic enough that they can't figure out how to open them back up, take your doorknob off and just just flip it, just flip it, just flip it, flip the doorknob around. That way, the the lock is on the outside. I did that with their room door. I didn't do it with my office door because I didn't ever figure that they would actually lock themselves in. It's happened twice now. I FBI'd the door down at our old apartment when my oldest locked herself in her room. And it was surprisingly, the door was pretty solid. It stayed on. I mean... I don't think there was really any damage to speak of. This door, though, I don't know how old those apartments are. These doors, I mean, this house was built in, like, 91. So, yeah, I kicked it, and the door frame basically split in half. <laughs> and the door still fell on my kid. She was okay. She, I told her to move. She got in my office chair, and... That's just far enough for, like, the top of the door to hit. So, you know, that was fun. Um, 
But yeah. So my door is just kind of like wedged in between the floor and the top of the the top of the hole for the door for now. It's on my to-do list. I'm going to get a uh hanging door to replace that one. Uh let's see. What else is coming? Next week is book 1. And then the week after that is yeah, I think that's when I know that's when Ken comes out, the new album from who Whitechapel, Whitechapel, Jack the Ripper, Whitechapel. Um It's also when I think A View from the Top of the World by Dream Theater comes out. And somehow I totally forgot that Mastodon has an album coming out, and I'm pretty sure it comes out on the 29th. I know it comes out this month, so 29th just sounds correct to me. Actually, no, it is correct. I read an article on Ultimate Guitar. Oh, still the cesspool it was when I first ventured there, like 2008, 2009. And Ultimate Guitar just has not changed at all. It's the exact same place. It's, It's not good. Not good. Not not a fun place to be. Okay, so I am behind here. I'm a little disheveled, just a little bit. Hopefully you'll understand. Sorry for, you know, being not incredibly reliable. Um, so today we've got a new album, Four Stroke Baron. Uh, call classics. I was very scared, or not scared. I was, mm, I was really anxious for another album from these guys, cause uh, I think it was last year or the year before. I'm pretty sure it was last year. I was introduced to their album, uh, their last album, Planet Silverscreen. Because somebody said it was like, um, it was like Tears for Fears, but metal. I was like, what do you mean? And then you listen and it's like this, it's like this kind of progressively tinged alternative metal, heavy alternative metal, relatively heavy with just this like 80s edge and the vocals sound like that, that wailing kind of like go listen to shout the original shout not like shout 2000 listen to shout by tears for fears that's that's the vocals for this band 100% of the time it is it is weird at first but i wouldn't even call it an acquired taste it's it's just really really good it's just a really interesting fun different kind of sound that you get from these guys. Now they're from Reno, Nevada. See, I don't. I don't have a year for them, and I don't have the members. I was going to see on my phone if I could go to Bandcamp and check it out. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to do it like in vivo here. I'm just going to say I'm not completely prepared to record, but. I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta put something, uh, 
on the airwaves for you guys. Because I am compelled to do so. But these guys are the real deal. If I had to... If I had to kind of explain the sound of four-stroke bearing to somebody, I would say it's like, I'm pretty, Helmet was around in the 80s, but imagine if Helmet hit their like real deal like stride in the 80s. And they kept, they, they retained an 80s sound as opposed to they have like a very, they have a very distinctively 90s sound Helmet does. Imagine if Helmet sounded like the 80s, like with the synths and the vocals and everything. That's that's four stroke Baron. They are cut from they are cut from that cloth. So yeah, these guys I don't know. I feel like they I feel like they tell kind of loose stories with some of their albums. Now one of their albums that I actually forget all the time that I own, King Radio, it's actually one of those albums that's like one song but split into tracks, kind of like, you know, Catch 33 or something like that. Colors. It's it's pretty good. I still like playing at Silver Screen better, and to be fair, they kind of they enjoy stringing their songs together like that. It's it's kind of a habit for them. And, you know, sometimes the transitions are so good, if you're not familiar or you're not paying attention, you could miss a transition to a new song and be like, what's going on? And sometimes it's sometimes it's pretty clear cut. Sometimes you know when a new song is starting. And that's that's fine. Like, there's literally no issue with being, you know, in the dark on those things. It's... It's it's interesting. That's that's why I have trouble labeling them progressive metal cuz they have they have some progressive tendencies. They do some things that make them seem more progressive. They have moments that are progressive like I would say they are progressive metal, but it's not like you're not coming here for like huge time signature changes and weird shifts and like, you know, the extended songs you're not getting that here it's a different kind of progressive metal it's a more alternative kind of take on it and i mean let's 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 just let's just dive in i'm 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 pleased with this record um at first at first i was when i realized oh yeah this came out i listened to it along with um this place will become your will become your tomb and i was like wow do, do i like this more <laughs> i wasn't even that hyped for this but do i like this more i feel i almost feel like i like this more than the sleep token album ah i don't know nah nah i, I don't but it's it uh, i i don't now but at first I was like, man, I like this more than the Sleep Token album. With more time, you know, I came to appreciate uh, the new Sleep Token. But I've also come to appreciate this a lot more. I'm I'm seeing a band that's evolving and just kind of changing. They're shaping themselves into not something completely new, but they're like, they're really... I don't even think they need to figure out who they are or what they want to do. I think they figured that part out. 
they're just trying to kind of find a way. And, you know, this is, this is probably the best that they've been. Like, Planet Silver Screen is my favorite, but there's a difference between favorite and best. Like, hmm, if we think here, my favorite Opeth album, Ghost Reveries. The best, I would probably say Still Life for Blackwater Park. I, I'm not going to try and, you know, figure that out right now because it's just it's just a nightmare. That would just be a nightmare to try and figure out in real time. I mean, it's one of those things I've had way less time to listen to or way less time listening to Still Life than Blackwater Park. I owned Blackwater Park and I owned Ghost Reveries. I never owned Still Life, but I feel like, I don't know, it feels like they were working towards a masterpiece from the start. Orchid was like, they were trying to find their way. Morning Rise is like, yeah, that's, that's, that's something, that's, that's something else, that's a step in the right direction, and then My Arms, Your Hers is like, it's like, hold on, y'all might have just did something, that's, that's, keep going keep going but this this is it this is good and then when you get and then by the time you get to uh by the time you get to still life it's like that's it that's it you found it you found the sound they found their sound on still life and then blackwater park it was like okay we've got our sound hammered out let's get it let's handle the songwriting and make just an awesome record and see blackwater park doesn't resonate with me like ghost reveries does ghost reveries like i have listened to that album so many times just exhaustively like i i i i may still know it inside out like there was a time when i knew it the whole like what is it 57 minute no it's like 60 uh, i don't remember how long blackwater or Ghost Reveries is, but there was a time when I remembered the album, like, riff for riff, verbatim. Like, I, I could just remember it and keep up with it all. Now, Ghost of Perdition is still the case, but, I mean, the Beneath the Mire, I might get a little bit lost. I mean, it's it's just a masterpiece, but that, to me, is the difference between favorite and best. Favorite is something that you love. Best is something that is generally said to be the highest quality. And I mean, for me, as far as Four Stroke Baron is concerned, I think this is the best that they've sound, so, sounded yet. Definitely production-wise. Somebody mentioned that. I listened to it again after checking out some Planet Silver Screen stuff again. And it's not that it sounds muddled or fuzzy. It's just when you listen to this album, it sounds clearer. And, man, it's to great effect. Okay, so I've babbled on enough. Let's let's kind of let's kind of get the song by song going here. So, opening track is "Radium." It's one of the longer songs they've ever done. I know it's north of seven minutes long. Let's see, where's my uh, YouTube music? Let's see. Yeah, it's 7 minutes, 12 seconds long. 
And then, I mean, they, they've got another song on here that's almost seven and a half minutes long. So, it's got a sound that's like some 80s keyboards that begins it. And then there's this weird voiceover sample. They do a lot of weird soundscapes in this album. Just very strange song, sounds all over the place. I mean... I, I don't I don't know what it's all about and I haven't totally like tried to decipher it because again I'm a music guy. I'm gonna pick up like things in the music first. I'm gonna I'm gonna hear riffs and solos and fills and all of that. I'm gonna hear the vocals. I'm not gonna totally absorb what they're saying. But anyways. Now all that's before heavy power chords come in and after that riff kind of cycles a couple of times, there's more atmospherics. And then the riff returns again. We're at three minutes now with no vocals. Like, it's just atmosphere and instrumentals, and it's great. And then the vocals finally come in, and the atmosphere immediately becomes like this dreamy, floaty, kind of like put your arms out, close your eyes, and just sway back and forth. It just, that's what it feels like. It makes you think of like dream poppy kind of stuff. Kind of like a Vola or Deftones get into that kind of, that kind of vibe. And then eventually, um, you get to what I'm calling the chorus. Is like a little piano part, and then the vocals come in over that, and then the guitar comes in along with it, and it's this huge, emphatic statement at the end of the song, and that's followed by a great solo, and kind of somewhat of an intro to the next song. Really nice, like short, sweet, simple, to the point, and kind of emotive solo. Like this, man. This 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 song. This song immediately, immediately got me. You know, switch got my brain switched on. Like, I'm I'm here to work. I love I love this song. This is one of the better songs that they've made. Period. Like out of anything else. Out of anything else. I will go as far as to say like this no it's not it's definitely not my favorite. I would say it's probably not the best either. I would say Planet Silver Screen is the best song that they've made so far. Cyborg 2 is pretty good. Um speaking of Cyborg 2, they like to they like to sequelize, they like to make sequels to their songs. Like their very 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 first EP, I think, has a song called Cyborg. And then Planet Silverscreen has Cyborg 2. This and this album has a sequel to another song from that album. But we'll get there. So next up is Rolling Gloom 1999. Some of these titles are just weird. I mean, these guys are weird. So the soft theme from the end of the last song starts here but it's on guitar see you'll find these guys enjoy having their songs bleed into the next just listening to the transitions here like you're you're gonna see exactly what I was talking about where some of their transitions where some of their songs just bleed just 
perfectly into the next and some of them it's kind of like there's always a transition but some of them are a little bit more subtle than the rest nothing wrong with that so there's kind of a short section with vocals but a lot of points where the vocals do drop out the song shifts from somewhat ominous to bouncy over and over and it really never settles on a distinct tone I mean I guess you could say it's a repetitive song but I mean it's they, they're not like doing crazy stuff like you know never repeating anything throughout the song I mean they're not doing that it's a more commercial style I guess you could say like you could put these guys on the radio they'd make you some money they'd make you some money spoilers <laughs> for a song to come um pun unintended um yeah this one i like it it's just i don't know i feel like this one is a little too slow for me it's not totally my speed um still a great song though so next up is kara is what i've been calling it straight into the next song from from gloom um this is the second single i i was kind of fond of it before the album came out the album has made that better it has intensified my love for this song my enjoyment of this song there's a light piano and vocals kind of start you off there's like a guitar swell and this one is extra heavy like man i i thought they were a seven string band but bits here sound like straight up f sharp on an a on an eight string like just nasty nasty and it's not like huge power chords or like any real nasty just smashing on the low end like a casey strain or something it's more so along the lines of they um It's just some of the notes are super heavy, and I can hear how heavy they are. This is a super fun song. Lots of high-pitched vocals here as well. I'm not sure whether or not they're from our vocalist here. They make for a they make for a very wide and varied array of sounds and soundscapes and different things that they play off of when it comes to like just what they throw in the sound in the songs. I mean, I don't know what those high pitched vocals are. I don't know whether it's somebody recorded and I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know how to speculate that, but it makes for a very interesting atmosphere. And the song ends pretty much how it started, but the piano is like an octave higher, which is a nice touch. So, next up we have a sequel to the song Prostitute from their first album, Prostitute 2, Pretty Woman, subtitle, Makes Money. This, this, is, a, this is a fun song. It's, per, it's a pretty clean transition yet again. And this is an upbeat kind of song, very bouncy. I'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't a single, like... 
I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad they didn't release another single. And but I feel like Friday Night makes a good single. I feel like Kira makes a I feel like Kira makes a good single, but also some of the Sundowner. But I would almost say instead of Sundowner, if they were going to put Prostitute 2 out, I would say put it out instead of Sundowner. I don't know. Um So, this is also what I'm noticing. There's a little E. This is also the first and only point on the album where there's a swear word. It's a pretty clean album overall. And by pretty clean, I mean there's really no other place that's marked as explicit other than, you know, this song. Oh yeah, like I said, it's very fun, but it's also very standard fare. It does get super duper heavy at the very end with some blast beats and other like really inventive drumming. I mean, and it it kind of plays into the next song a bit. So yeah, this this song it it doesn't do anything like really crazy. It just kind of you know, it just kind of builds up and you know. It hits a, it hits kind of a bridge, but then it goes right into like a third chorus. Now the drumming, the drumming is something that you're going to continuously probably throughout this review, hear me just call out because, and praise because the drumming on this album, the drumming from them in particular is like, it's, it's pretty nuts, man. Like they, their drummer, I don't think is as impressive as like, most of the other drummers I've named, like Bron Daler, Sleep Tokens drummer, Blake Richardson, like, it just doesn't strike me as much, but it's, it's damn good drumming, it's, it's incredible, like, it's really incredible how good these, these guys are. So the next song is, uh, 13 Steps to Stockton, uh, it starts off with electronics but it becomes heavy with double bass like real quickly and then it kind of goes super atmospheric about a quarter of the way in very 80s driving music right here like this is this this song well the part where it slow where it slows down and gets atmospheric is like you're in your you're in your car you're in your like convertible delorean or something just driving around with your aviator shades on and you know your michael jackson jacket the red one with all the zippers and you know you've got a freaking perm and you know you're just flying through the streets driving by discotheques and stuff and that that's what i see like my 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 imagination overactive i i see all of these things and just like i create like these visual soundscapes sometimes when i when i asso- when i listen to a song sometimes i really try to associate something physical visible with it not physical you can do that too but visible Something visible to me. 
And then after that driving music, it goes straight back into the heaviness, like just this huge chord and then double bass just pounding, just pummeling you. And it kind of fluctuates back and forth the whole time. Now, there is one other voice at one at a point that kind of sounds almost like a black guy. Now, it's not, you know, crazy because, one, they're from the United States. I mean, you don't know who people are in cahoots with. You don't know who people know. Um, I have no idea who this guy is. It's like, you know, I enjoyed uh, these Black Claws with... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the rapper that features on that song by Vola. And then you've got some, I don't know, I'm just saying it sounds kind of like a black guy. And then the vocalist says something about 1999 as well. I don't know, there's some kind of like loose story going on here, I think. And I'm just, it's not that I'm not here for it. I just can't, I just can't like immediately dive into this. So, next is a bit of a more conspicuous transition into the next song, Go, uh, kind of stylized as capital G, period, capital O, exclamation mark. Now, this is another upbeat one, and this is where their drumming starts to kind of shine through a lot. I mean, it's... It's fun, and it's a bit more technical than you may think at first. I mean, it's really, it's really something else. And this song, like, it's it's got a lot of riffs in it. I mean, it's not a riff salad. It just, it's got a lot of riffs in it. It's got a lot of shifts and changes. I mean, this is the seven and a half minute song. This is where they kind of start not throwing a lot of curveballs. It's just, they... They make the song long, a little bit longer with like repeating some parts a couple times and it's, it's, it's very, um, there's just a lot to take in from this, uh, from this one song. It's, it's very energetic. It is very energetic. Like, it very rarely slows down, and when it does, it's only slow for, like, just a few seconds. So, you know, blink and you'll miss it, basically. And then the uh, chorus, I'm putting up air quotes, is great. It's one of my favorite sounds that has come from this band ever. So, you've got this kind of, like, anthemic cadence and, like, this, whoa after uh every other line and i don't know what he's talking about but i'm here for it and you bet that when i was listening to it to take these notes down i was going whoa every time it's 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 really really good uh about halfway they kind of do this like heavy heavy super heavy mashuga light thing for a bit not to make fun of them, not to try and lump them in. Don't take it to heart. I'm just saying that what they did mildly reminds me of Meshuggah. It's like when I first listened to Slipknot, uh, when I first listened to All Hope is Gone, they had, um, what is it? Um, 
what song is it by Slipknot? They've got um, Butcher's Hook. It's got kind of just like the feel of like a Meshuggah song almost to me. And it always has. And I've always associated it that way. Even though now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that's not quite accurate. But one more note for this song. These guys do an incredible job of shifting between power chord riffs and, you know, going a bit nuts and you with the double basses and blast beats and stuff and just going going off like these guys these guys know what they're doing they're having they're having a lot of fun and i'm I'm having a lot of fun with this album too now the song ends on an electric bit with some kind of far off vocals so next up we've got the first single friday night so it starts off with some palm mutes and harmonics I did like this when I first heard it, but I didn't like it as much as I was hoping to. Um, it's a little bit more of a slower pace on this one. Now, when the vocals come in, there's these weird high vocals. I think I mentioned those on Kara. Now, I don't know where these come from. I don't know where it's some kind, whether it's some kind of effect or or what, but it's very interesting. It is incredibly interesting, the sound, the sounds that they put in these in these songs. It's it's deliberate, but I don't know why they do it. Now the song is pretty short. It picks up a little during the break before the last chorus and ends on the opening riff. It's kind of it's kind of general stuff that you you, you expected it. And then at the very, very end come some distorted voices and some wind, static. There's some kind of story here, maybe. I don't know what it is, but there's something that they're trying to tell. Boy, we are flying through this review. It's just when it's less like longer tracks like Colors 2, I had a lot to talk about. Um, Aphelion. The work, even uh, the consumed self, with my limited exposure to it, I still had a lot to talk about. These, you know, it, it, I don't know. I'm trying to find my good review style, so just kind of bear with me because I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying not to just blast through this and be like, okay, I'm going to talk for like 40, 40 minutes about, you know, what happened to me this week. What's coming out next week, what the schedule is upcoming, what stuff I'm excited for, what stuff happened that I liked, what stuff I didn't like before. Uh, and then, you know, then the review itself is like 20 minutes. I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. I'm hoping I can at least get up to like, you know, about 30 minutes of actual review material. And then maybe at some point I can think about uh, slimming down the uh, episodes a bit, maybe. I don't know. So, next song is Coast of Barbary. It starts with kind of a, a simple kind of riff. And again, it's kind of a slower pace. They kind of slow things down later on here. Now, this is a much more 80s sounding song here. It's overall a very atmospheric song at times kind of a nice palate cleanser 
after the last couple. Not that you need a palate cleanser. It's just, I mean, 13 Steps to Stockton is like super duper heavy and suffocating. Go is just like balls to the wall, nuts madness. And then Friday night, it's kind of toned down, but it's toned down from the last two, which isn't saying much. And now you get to this and it's like some kind of weird, kind of scary well, not scary. It's kind of got... There's scary in a couple songs. But it's it's different. It is a different kind of feeling. And just like most of the other songs on the album, it ends about a minute before the actual song ends. Now, some guitar maybe plays over an ominous sci-fi atmosphere. I don't think that was... I mean, it's not Theremin. I, I don't believe it's Theremin. The only time I believe it's Theremin is if it like really sounds like that weird... Like, when it sounds exactly like that, I'm like, yeah, that's Theremin. If it doesn't sound like that, I don't know what... I don't know what it is. So I don't try to, you know... I don't try to speculate. Because that's just not... That's just not a good thing. It ends about a minute before the actual song ends. Some guitar maybe plays over an ominous sci-fi atmosphere. And then there's a build to the next song. It's very straightforward stuff. Not bad, just not um, not breaking any kind of new ground, really. And you don't have to break new ground when you make an album. You can just, I don't know, make an album, have fun, enjoy yourself. <laughs> What is fun? Fun doesn't exist. Um, so next up is the penultimate track, Sundowner. This is the most recent single and the one I'm least familiar with, but it's another upbeat one. Like we've kind of slowed a little bit, but we're kind we kind of pick up again. But I mean, you'll see. Anyways, so immediately the drumming has picked up like way up again, and it's a good time to note the vocals like. They seem to have, like, really evolved over the past, you know, couple albums. Like, King Radio is good. The vocals are pretty doggone good. And then Planet Silver Screen, they, they feel even better. Here, they feel, like, super loose and just really... They seem really versatile is kind of what I'm looking for here. They're very versatile, like they like there's a lot of falsetto on this album and I don't remember that from Planet Silver Screen. There may have been some, but there's not that much that I remember. But there's there's a lot more going on here. And the bridge comes in and it kind of breaks into a gallop before returning to the main riff at the end and followed by the chorus. I mean, it's again Pretty straightforward stuff from a lot of these songs. Nothing really like jump, jump, jumps out. But overall, it's it's really solid work here, musically. And now we have already reached the end. Russian Thought Experiment featuring NXOV, which is a... They are a metalcore band... And I forgot where they're from. Okay, that's fine. I thought I had this somewhere. 
Ukraine, they are from <laughs> seeing stuff. I am very tired, I am very sleepy, and I just uh, hallucinated something. I don't know, I thought I saw something moving in front of me, and uh, I almost yelped again on my uh, freaking uh, my thing. I'm going to turn my light on, that way I can actually see stuff, and it's not crazy in here. In fact, yeah, let's turn on the big light. Yeah, there we go. Let's get some light in here. That's nice. Okay, cool. So, yeah, NXOV is a Ukrainian metalcore band. Not unlike, uh, not unlike Ginger. I very, very quickly sampled them. It's pretty good. It's not, it's not like, it's not like this band. It's not like Ginger. They are... They're different, but very fun, very fun, uh, very well, very interesting band. Now, this is a clean transition from Sundowner into Russian Thought Experiment. Um, this one's kind of dark. This was really dark. So, yeah, the atmospheric closing track. Ah, uh, there's some light piano early on. It's a and it builds into a very ominous sounding track. I mean, it's kind of like the maybe the darker parts of Node. Like it kind of feels like a between the buried and me album intro musically. It's very ominous, very dangerous sounding. Like it's it's just it's foreboding. It is it, ugh. It gets downright creepy at the end. The NXOV, I guess it's the vocalist, comes in at the end speaking, I don't know. I don't know. what the Ukrainian, Rus uh, Russian, I don't know what he's speaking, but he's like screaming it and it sounds tortured and it's over the piano. And it just gives this incredibly bleak feeling. Like, it's it's something else. Like, you get built up and then the, the last part of the album kind of sucks it out of you. Not even in a bad way, like, it's just in a way that's like, I feel it, and, uh, uh-oh, well, yes, let's play some Diablo 2, who remembers Diablo 2, by the way, uh, by the way, don't forget to file for, uh, file for retirement, <laughs> if you remember Diablo 2 because uh, you know Pepperidge Farm remembers Diablo 2 I remember it it's one of my favorite games from when I was a kid it shaped my video game taste we'll talk about that in a second well eh, we're already at the end whatever yeah so yeah on that fun note Diablo 2 did shape my taste in video games I mean Early on, I was into platformers, and then in my early teens, I got into, like, adventure games and RPGs like Zelda and Tales of Symphonia, Diablo 2 came into my life. A funny story, I bought Diablo 2 because I thought it was Star... I thought it was, like, StarCraft. I saw it was made by the same people, and it fit my aesthetic more because my homeboy was playing... 
my homeboys like to play StarCraft, and I wasn't ever sure that I would be good at that game, but I knew I wanted to play it. And then I saw Diablo, and I thought, oh, well, it's made by the same people. It must be similar kind of game. You know, me being, like, 12 and stupid. So, um, it turned out that it was not like StarCraft, but it was, like, one of my favorite games of all time and one of the best. So, yeah. I had a lot of fun playing Diablo 2. I'd love to play Diablo 2 Resurrected. Hopefully I can get it sometime soon. But... Yeah, and then, you know, it kind of shifted to Zelda games again and away from RPGs. And and now I just kind of play roguelites and roguelikes and games where you fire up a run, play for about 30 minutes, and you either win or you die. And then you start over or put it down. It's fun. You know, that's where my video game taste is going. I, I love my indie games, Binding of Isaac and... Uh, What's the other one? Uh, well, now I'm playing Hades on my Xbox. I got it for my birthday. It's uh, it's incredible. It's really fun. I'm I have a ball, a blast with Hades. It's very fun. Probably won't be playing it tonight because uh, I I don't know. I just hallucinated. So you know, I don't know. I might get some nicotine because you know I need some nicotine. Well, I don't need it, but I need it. You know, you understand, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go to bed. Well, I'm going to be rendering this episode and getting it ready to publish, and you know, then once it's ready, I'll publish it and uh, probably go to bed. So yeah. Anyways, let's uh, wrap this up after that little segue. After I made an a, an actual boo boo. This is, uh, this is hilarious um, and minorly embarrassing, minuscule levels of embarrassment. So, overall, it's a good album. It's a really good album. It's really fun. I mean, it's another one of those. I, I've just had a rash of albums lately that you can show your friends and get them into metal. Like, like I mean, Wallflowers. Um, uh man eternal blue like pretty much the last four or five that i've covered and i mean even the one i'm doing next week that that's that one that one you could it's 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 kind of metal that you can take home to mom like i could go over to my mom's house and show my mom this music and she would be like yeah it's all right which from my mom is it's a compliment. It's a big. It's a big compliment because otherwise she'd be like, "Nah, that's crazy. I can't listen to that." But she's she's tolerated some craziness from me as far as music goes. Overall, I'd give it like a. I'd give it a six. It's a really good album. You know, it doesn't like super tickle my fancy. I still think I like Planet Silver Screen more. But these guys are evolving and evolving and evolving, and they never sounded better. I'm very, very thoroughly pleased with this album. So, then we get to the rankings. At the very bottom, Russian Thought Experiment, because it makes me feel kind of sad at the end of the album. I don't know if that's the point. I always feel like 
maybe the artist is trying to do something fun and, you know, kind of, you know, do something weird and make the album be kind of upbeat the whole time and then just make you depressed on the way out. I don't know. Next up is uh, Rolling Gloom 1999. It's good. It's a little slow for my for my taste, but it's still good. It, but I mean, this is of course this is the bar. This is where everything after this is like I really like it. It's just what what follows is better. Um, Thirteen Steps to Stockton. It's super duper heavy, weird kind of weird kind of vibe I get off that song. And then Kara. Kara is a fun single, obviously. I like it less than the others, but, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, sometimes your singles are going to hit it out of the park. Sometimes they're just not. And sometimes they're just going to be kind of like, you know, whatever. It's a single. Um, Go is next. It's, it's a wild song. It's a lot going on. And, like, most of what I pick up, it doesn't, like, totally like hook me in like most long songs with a lot going on so you know that kind of keeps it from being a little bit further up on my rankings then you got sundowner i i like sundowner it's it's a fun one it's a fun one some weird weird sounds again (laughs) that this band puts in their songs it's 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 ridiculous it's fun you got friday night first single i i still enjoy it a lot it's it's great it's great i uh, nah it doesn't need to be longer it doesn't need to be longer it's as long as it needs to be and then you've got prostitute too that's a great that's a great fun song super fun i'm wondering if they're going to make a sequel to every song off that ep over time I wonder, is that like some ongoing thing they've got? And then number one is Radium. It's, right now, it's one of my favorite songs of the year. It's it's not quite up there with Never Seen Future Shock or Episode or Recode. What else? What other songs have come out this year that have blown me away? Oh, man. And then, oh, I can't wait until next week. We get to hear book two and, oh, there's going to be some wild stuff on there. They've done so much good work trying to make this happen. So, but, yeah, 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 Radium. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite songs of the whole year. If I, when I do my year-end stuff, I'm probably, I'm going to do, like, top five albums. I'm probably going to do, like, I'm probably going to do, like, top five songs overall. And that'll be probably still pretty varied. Because, like, my top albums are going to be, you know, it's going to be ranked, you know, worst to best. Or least favorite to favorite. And I'm probably going to do the same for the songs. And it's not going to be, like... The five songs are one song from each album. But, you know. We'll just see how I'm feeling. We'll just see what, what it looks like. We've still got a few a couple months till the end of the month. Or end of the year. I've got to figure out how to make my children into uh, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus for Halloween. Because, I don't know. 
I just, I just one day, just it snapped in my head. I realized I got three of them, and there's three Sanderson sisters, so we could just be like a whole hocus pocus family. And I, if it doesn't happen, I'm gonna be disappointed, but I'll live. But I'd rather just not be disappointed. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. Maybe we hopefully we've got some plans for Halloween this year. I wish I could do something for the podcast for Halloween. I mean, I don't have like a real plan for it. I think I did something last time, but I'm not gonna focus on that too much. I'm mostly just gonna focus on trying to one stay stay consistent and to just keep keep the show going because I enjoy it. I mean, I'm about to pass out in my seat here, but like I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. Otherwise, I just would not do it. But I enjoy doing this. I enjoy that there's a few people out there that enjoy me doing it. And I appreciate you guys. Hello there from uh, Podcast World. Um, yeah. So that's 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 about it. That's going to do it. Another shorty episode here. I don't know. They They might be short for a little bit and then I don't know. Probably, probably not next week, but the week after that, we're going to pick the pace back up, maybe. I don't know. And then, at some point, it's got to stop. It's got to slow down. I got to stop doing the reviews, and I got to start, like, pumping some analyses or something. Like, get, get on a different wavelength. But there's so much stuff that has come out in the past, like, August till now. I don't know what November and December holds. Hopefully, Nothing. Hopefully nothing I have an interest in. Like, don't give me anything. Oh, man. And then there's the Cynic album that's coming out. I almost feel compelled just because Cynic is who they are. I almost feel compelled. And also they lost, like, two members last year. to Both to COVID? I don't remember. But they lost two members. And I just, with their legacy, I almost feel compelled to dig into them. I don't know. I've got stuff to think about. But anyways, if you enjoy Zero Distortion and what I do, you can pledge to my Patreon, patreon.com slash x3r0distortion. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, if that's what you like, at x3r0distortion. And that's going to do it, guys. I'll, I'll see you next week. Next week, we're probably going to be doing... Vengeance by 12 Foot Ninja. I'll keep you posted if I decide to change it on a whim, which seems to happen a lot. So, hey, play it by ear, but not totally by ear. Play it by one ear, not both. Because playing it by both means that you disappear for like eight months and, you know, don't even know if you're going to make the podcast anymore. But that's not what we're doing. We're we're in there like swimwear. So I'll see you guys next week. Till then.